The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. Impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Does that blow your mind? That just happened. Welcome in, friends. It is in this league right here on Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It is Bogman. It is Welsh. I'm actually here. I wasn't even here last week. I completely forgot <laughs> that I wasn't even here. Maybe you did or didn't. You guys know you can find this wonderful show anywhere that shows are listened to on the interwebs. So iHeartRadio, Spotify, that's whether it's podcast or live streaming, we're in all the places, so make sure you're subscribed. It's going to be kind of tough this week, though, because there's not really a lot to talk about. There, like, oh, yeah, nothing, nothing happened. crazy happened or anything like that. Uh, not so much. Oh, Unbelievable. My God, so let me set a stage real quick. We got a good show for you. Casey Bubba still in hour three. That's been a mainstay. Casey rocking it. People like him more than me now, so that's all right. Uh, but we got a lot to talk about. We're going to be breaking down the games for uh, week 11. We'll look at some DFS plays. God knows how that's gone. Do you think Drew's okay? I haven't heard from Drew in months. <laughs> he just gave up on us. <laughs> Drew might have given up on us. I think he, he probably still listens. Maybe he doesn't play our lineups. I'm not sure. I don't think he listens so. anymore. I don't think anybody does. <laughs> it's it's pretty well, classic. Though. I it guess is, we'll find out. So yeah, it it is a um, it's a testament to like you like podcasting or being in radio or whatever for long enough where you just see people come and go. Not even to Drew. Right. I just think about that. Like you, you get like I've been jaded now, and you're probably with me too, Boggs, because it's funny because once you have this long enough, where like you'll see someone new get like excited about the show, and it's awesome, and you get excited when people are excited about your show because you're like, oh, someone likes me, and they like the show, and I'm happy that this person's into it, but then in the back of our heads, at least mine, I'm always like, it's coming. 
It's, I don't know when well. it's coming, but it's coming where the excitement is. It's like a relationship. Like they're going to well, life, you know, it's all going to come to an end. It's going to so, come to an end. I'm like, it's coming. They'll see. Guess what? It's coming. Only so. very few stick through. Like I've got high hopes for, you know, like the, there's, there's always a new class of listeners and then, um, testament to them, some listeners put themselves in the forefront and they kind of become not necessarily like our favorites, but the people we know the most. And there are uh, some great ones and I got high hopes for them. Hope they don't disappear. There's a couple in the back of my mind. I'm like, I like this person. Hope they stick around, but I'm watching you. I'm watching you. You hope they don't disappear. Like uh, Cleveland was hoping that Miles Garrett wouldn't disappear (laughs) for the rest of the season. It's amazing. All right. So we're going to do all that stuff. So last, uh, so Thursday night, Steelers game is on. Bogman usually does a live stream on our Patreon on Thursdays. It's Thursday night with Bogman. Uh, this week, that's not the case. Bogman actually just just plowed out a ton of live streams because um, of the Thursday night game that he's not going to live stream during the Steelers. So he did a Monday night one for my 49er game, which was a stupid game. So I'm just setting the <laughs> stage here, Bogman, because this is how great yeah. the night was. Um, no broadcast to anybody. Gets a brand new TV. Bogman got a Christmas present like a month early. It's his right because you were down to uh, um. I mean, Bogman. I was down to a small TV, and <laughs> I'm not known for uh, living on small TV. So Christmas time's coming up. Uh, there are and- people on the street, Bogman, that have probably got 40 inches that are just plugged <laughs> yeah. into the back of a subway. You know what I mean? Like- well, I like to eat, you know, food. So yeah. I'd rather do that first before buying a new TV. Uh, you know, just uh, my priorities. No, it's but, good. Uh, I'm glad you have your priorities straight. But like you told me, because Bog- <laughs> we're talking on the phone and uh, Bogman's like, yeah, I'm going to have this new TV. My uh, my mom's getting this for Christmas. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to go pick it up. I'm like, what? Why are you going to go pick up a TV? Like. Like, I, I hate that with my like, kids and my game. wife. Well, no, but, like, they all want to open presents early, and I'm like, let's save it. But then Boggs goes, I've only got a 32-inch going on right now. All the others have died. And I was like, what? What? Right. For you? Like, Bogman is the yeah. person that shamed me eight years ago for not having HD and watching, and as he called it, poor people TV, which was standard definition, <laughs> and shamed me for it. And you got a 32-inch? That well, HD has been around for 15 years and eight years ago I was shaming you because I was like, you've had seven years to catch up, man. What are you doing yeah. on standard? Come on. So I so, so to, to be said, I was shocked that he only had a 32 inch TV. So yeah. um, you cut a deal with your mom. You probably had to agree <laughs> to uh, multiple dinners, right. right? Yes. Yes, of yeah. course. Okay. Of course. No, I just I, I use logic. I said, look, I understand you're buying this TV for me for Christmas, but wouldn't it make a lot of sense if I had it during the football season? Because if you give it to me on Christmas, I got one week left. So, <laughs> you know, uh, so I, I got the TV. It was a total bitch to install. So uh, the little weird feet on it had uh, like little itty bitty tiny screws. So I had to go find a little itty bitty tiny screwdriver. <laughs> yeah. Didn't come and with them? Mine was a little bit. No, it didn't. Oh. Mine was a little bit too big. So it was like I just kept having to try to. It took me like half an hour to. <laughs> How many times? This, this whole sentence is great. You're like, mine's a little <laughs> right. too big. So I had to screw it for 30 minutes. <laughs> but you got it set so, up like right before the game, right? I mean, I'm talking about three minutes before kickoff. Oh, wow. So, really? I got it set up. Yeah, because you had texted me apparently like 45 minutes before like, hey, how's that TV or whatever you said? Yeah, and sure then did. I didn't see it until like right at kickoff. So because uh, I was trying to get this thing done. But uh, so no stream. And uh, I'm watching this game and I'm just completely disappointed by it. Yeah, the whole and, time it's a miserable experience for you because the right. game was um, 
It was bad. It was it was bad overall. TV is not good luck. No. clearly. So. <laughs> you, you threw it out. You went back to your thirty-two inch. <laughs> like so, we're like I'm thinking about you during the game because I'm like, boy, Bogman is just not in a great place. And I'm watching it. I'm doing my usual bit on Thursday night where I'm trying to be around my family, but I'm also not paying attention because I'm watching on my phone because you know there's. <laughs> whatever bubble guppies or whatever, you know, puppy pals that is on the TV or my wife watching something and I just don't have it in me to fight, fight for anything. So I fight for it on my phone, which is great. Thank you, technology. So I'm watching the game and then I think it was, it's hard to keep count, but maybe like the fourth interception of Mason Rudolph, if that sounds about <laughs> right, that when the game was finally over, I was like, I'm good. And I click it off. So about 10 minutes later, I get a text from Bogman where he goes, are you seeing, well, let me read the exact uh, text here. Because <laughs> you go, are you seeing, oh, I can't say that word. Are you seeing this blanking mayhem? And I'm like, no, what's going on? Proceed to open up the internet and the internet was broken, similar to Mason Rudolph's forehead. Because Miles Garrett did it's one of the wildest things I've ever seen where, and I know there's a big story behind it. You know, oh, Mason Rudolph did something first. It doesn't matter. Miles Garrett ripped off Mason Rudolph's helmet and proceeded to just, I'm not trying to laugh because it's funny. It's so absurd. He right. belted Mason Rudolph over the head. Now I know like when you say it just out loud, it doesn't sound as crazy as it actually was. Believe me, friends, it was nuts. You probably, you've all seen it by now, so I don't need to say. But wax him over the head with the helmet, and then Pouncey just absolutely just curb stomps, begins to curb stomp Miles Garrett, and uh, it's officially come down. Both teams find $250,000 apiece. Miles Garrett out for the season. Pouncey out for three games. Uh, some guy's name I can't pronounce is out Larry for a Ogan game. Joby. Sure, that. And then... Um, I think there were some other fines. I think Mason Rudolph might have just gotten a fine. But Miles Garrett out for the year in what was probably the craziest, craziest melee in uh, at the end of a football game that I've ever seen. Well, it's funny because what is the comparable action to this, right? It's uh, Sue stomping on yep. um, the offensive lineman for Green Bay. I can't remember his name at the moment. And Wasn't it, it was it Cognito, was it? No, no, no. No, he would have murdered he him. Sue, Sue wasn't. Literally. I mean, no one died on the field that day. Yeah. So, no, it wasn't. Uh, but then uh, Albert Hainsworth. Remember when yeah. he uh, cleated Travis Frederick across the face like that? Those are the two incidents. And the Albert Hainsworth bit happened 13 years ago. Wow. Like that's that's how few and far between. Didn't he get like 13 games? Yeah, he got the rest of the season. That was like week three or four, yeah. and they there was, the rest of the There season. was one, w which, you know, God, we'll probably get a couple segments out of this. There's definitely the Twitter side of this that I want to talk about because Twitter created an, an amazing interaction of this. One of those things, I want to save it because I want to talk about what actually happened, but what, uh, a football player, because there are multiple fo football players that also wanted to, like, poo-poo everything. They kind of wanted to like drop everything like, you guys don't know, blah, blah, blah. And he posted a picture and God dang it, who the hell was it? I'm forgetting now. It was a wide receiver and a, and a cornerback where they ripped each other's helmets off and they were just punching and flailing and stuff. And uh, are you like, talking about AJ Green and Jalen Ramsey? No, this is a little that bit older a than years. that. Was it Finnegan and uh, 
Oh God, nah, Finnegan I, and who else was it? I, I just wouldn't even, Maybe I wouldn't even be able to remember. I feel like it was in Dallas. Either way, but here was the point: they were trying to make it like you guys are making a big deal about this helmet thing, but nobody got hit with a helmet. All it was was people ripping each other's helmets off and then fighting. And it right. was. I mean, I'm not with the take of like this is assault and blah blah blah, but like, yeah, I've never seen somebody. It, it this is equivalent. This and follow me here. This is equivalent of a baseball player attacking someone with a bat, hitting yes. someone with a baseball bat. It is the exact. Can you imagine the outpour if a pitcher, if a hitter got hit, he ran up to the pitcher who with his bat and swung and hit him in the head with a baseball bat. It is exactly the same. Well, you know, it, it's. Um a lot of people want to put the onus on, on Mason and look, Mason is not innocent in this at all. He started this thing. Like, yeah, I don't know if you watch the whole thing all the way through, uh, sure. uh but, uh, 400 times now he, when he gets sacked, he is going after miles Garrett's helmet. And I don't know what he's thinking because miles Garrett is a gigantic human being. And what are you going to do? What are you going to do once you get that helmet off of miles Garrett? Like, <laughs> You're not going to do anything after that. He's still going to beat you into a pulp. So what are you even thinking? I, he was just frustrated and mad, which is understandable, but he doesn't even get it done. And then Miles Garrett rips his helmet right off. And I thought Mason deserved that. So, like, if he if Mason got his helmet ripped off and that was that, I would have been like, you know what? All right. He, he was being an idiot. Uh, he kind of deserved that. But then, uh, you know, Pouncey came in and, and pushed Miles Garrett and then Rudolph uh, went back up to Garrett and then Garrett swung the helmet at him. And it was just such a bad decision, man. It's just like I'm looking at it. Unbelievable. How you were saying it's funny how you were saying it, like describing the act, how you were saying it. It almost seems so less intense than it was because you were kind of like doing a break to like, here's this, here's this, here's this. Everything you said happened within three seconds. Oh yeah, and, it all happened so fast. But I'm watching. I mean, it was- I'm watching a screenshot real quick here, Bog, and this is what's interesting because there's there's a million sides to this. The big thing that went down on Friday was now everybody wanted to make sure that you know to point out that Mason Rudolph was in the wrong, and people want because he didn't get suspended. Which a very funny meme was the Steelers have punished Mason Rudolph by not suspending him. Um, or the NFL has punished the Steelers by not suspending him. But, like, there are screenshots. I'm looking at one screenshot here that shows. Uh, is wh- it the one that looks like he's uh, grabbing Miles Garrett's junk? No, he's not he grabbing. Wasn't. He's kicking. The, oh, there, oh there's, he's on so, the ground. So, first yeah, off, yeah, yeah. he's on the ground. And what was going through Mason Rudolph's stupid face um, about, try, like, I don't know what he was doing trying to grab the helmet off. I, I just don't understand it. It's a ridiculous-looking picture. That's just being frustrated. Like, he was fr- he threw four picks. He got hit again. And why would you try to rip a person's play, helmet off? Because you're stupid and frustrated. You're, dumb. And you're the dumbest person on the planet. Yes. Yeah, I, look, well, his decision-making in that game was terrible the entire time. Yeah. Did it change when he got sacked with eight seconds left to go? No, it didn't. He was stupid. He it was. was really, really dumb. But, like, you've seen guys get their helmet ripped off. Like, that that stuff will happen, like, once a week. But you know what you the know? problem was with this one? This is why it was so ridiculously stupid to me is because it wasn't like, you know, sometimes the guys will, like, grab, you know, they're holding on to the face mask and the other guy's moving away and they and they get pulled off and stuff like right. this. Like, <laughs> like, Mason Rudolph was treating it like he was trying to open a jar of pickles. He was, like, grabbing <laughs> it and he was like, get off, get, and he couldn't get it off. And then what it shows is when Mason Rudolph gets to the ground, um, 
or I'm sorry, when um, uh, Miles Garrett gets to the ground, Mason Rudolph puts his foot right in the crotch of um, of uh, Miles Garrett, which obviously looks like it's part of the set off here. Because right, right. Uh, and actually, we've got a statement here from Miles Garrett. You can see Mason Rudolph's full cleat in his crotch. Then they get up, and that's where you know Miles Garrett has ripped the helmet off by then. And then Rudolph is is talking, and then Miles Garrett just takes a absolute full swing. And I think the helmet thing is uh, dead on. I think the helmet analogy is exactly what we're talking about here. I do want to find um, Mason Rudolph. I want to see if I can find the video. He made a statement after the game. Yeah, he called it cowardly. Like, yeah. yeah. Mason Rudolph was, he was so dumb in his press conference. Like, I thought that Mike Tomlin did the right thing. They asked him a question about it. He said, I'm not talking about it. And they said, uh, but what about, he said, don't ask me another question about what happened. I got it. I am not going to talk about it right now. What What was it? Here, here's, uh, here's his comments. I think he should be suspended. I think he should be suspended. I, I, don't, I don't know what the rules are. I don't know. I know it's Bush League. I know he's, you know, total coward move on his part. You know, I, I, get, I mean, it's, it's okay, though. You know, I'll take it. I'm, I'm not going to back down from any bully out there. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know. It's funny. It's what's funny. He's got that look. You ever had that look where you're just so mad and upset and like you don't you, you don't want to say the wrong thing, so you're holding back. He's kind of got this like you can tell what he wants to say, but he doesn't quite say it. He's just like, yeah, he's bushly. He's gonna get suspended. He's a coward. All that type of stuff. And then, um, sh- do you want me to read the statement on Miles Garrett now or sure? Okay, no, here, you can go. This ahead is before the break, real quick. He goes. This is Miles Garrett's uh, Miles Garrett statement. Last night, I made a terrible mistake. I lost my cool, and what I did was selfish and unacceptable. I know that we are all responsible for our actions, and I can only prove my true character through my actions moving forward. I want to apologize to Mason Rudolph, my teammates, our entire organization, our fans, and to the NFL. I know I have to be accountable for what happened, learn from my mistake, and fully intend to do so. Very, very, very good statement. A lot of good statements were made across the board. It's a, it's just ironic. Most people said the right thing after the game. No one could do the right thing during the game. So let's go to break real quick. When we come back, maybe we can talk about um, Baker Mayfield. There was some stuff on him and his comments after the game. And probably what was the biggest drag of this entire thing? The internet and Twitter. Twitter carried this to a whole new level. Lots of bad takes. Oh, boy. Don't go anywhere. More in this league coming up. season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you, because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. 
And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. It's in this league. Buckle up, buckaroo. All night. What's up, guys? Welcome back. It's in this league right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Three hours of ITL action here for you, or three hours of podcast action for you. Either way, you benefit. Unless you don't like us, then it's like delete, delete, delete. <laughs> don't check it out. Hey, if you do want to check stuff out, come on over to patreon.com slash ITL Army. Massive, massive amounts of stuff in November and December when things, you know, might kind of slow down for some people. We have got extra breakdown baseball podcasts once a week. We're breaking down our player debates that we're doing already on baseball. We've had a secret show. We got another one coming up. Giveaways, live streams, and you can get the majority of everything for five bucks a month. Like almost all of it. The only thing if you got to upgrade is getting into our group me rooms, which you can then interact with us and a bunch of other listeners, start and sit rooms, all that type of stuff. But for five bucks a month, you can get so much stuff and you are supporting in this league. So come check us out. Come have some fun. Do all the business. Pretty big statement by uh, Miles Garrett. And there was so the Internet takes is really what I, I want to hit here. But, you know, I think. What he did in making that statement and, you know, the Browns organization said how disappointed they were. It's a huge, huge fine. I don't fine. know how they let him talk yesterday, by the way. Like, Gary? If, if I, yeah, I would have said, you know what? I didn't even we'll hear his comments yesterday. Where was that? Well, after the game, they, they were asking him questions at his locker room and they said, uh, do you think that this uh, takes away from the win? And he said, no, a win's a win. This doesn't overshadow the win at I mean, all. Like, yeah, I mean, that's a player who was just involved in something that had not thought about their actions nor had realized. No, he had. That. He was. He well, was then that's stupid. Then that's even the dumber. Game. It's just a dumber. Th- then he's even so, dumber than we think. Right. I don't think that I don't think like the overall look of this has sunk in for most guys yet because, you know, Mason Rudolph, you know, uh, while he, you know, a lot of people hate this statement that he instigated it, especially Steelers fans, and I'm one of them. 
but he did. He did instigate this. But now, it's also a deflection. There, there, but, the, right. but there's also a concerted 100%. effort. And this is what's really annoying. And there's a lot of prominent people. There's some people that, uh, I mean, I'll tell you one, There's there was literally no no information uh, out this at all. And Josina Anderson, you know her from ESPN? Yeah. She decided that. to immediately put out a tweet and make it racial. She said, I bet you immediately after we're going to hear Miles Garrett say that Mason Rudolph said something racially insensitive. Guess what she did? Immediately deleted that stupid tweet because you're just inciting more problems. Every, but nobody. Now, real quick, I think what Josina Anderson said was he said something egregious. So she, you know, that's hardly hinting towards racial, but it also could have been something like about his mother or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, so she didn't, you know, explicitly say racist comment. But I mean, that's why she deleted the tweet because everyone assumed that. So. Yeah, but but that's the whole point. What, what everybody right. wants to do, no, and I'm really sick of it. What I think the only focus needs to be on is that Miles Garrett. I don't even care that he ripped the helmet off. It that happens all the time. No. As yeah. a as a one player had said. I to mean, be honest, I think that Mason deserved to have the helmet ripped sure. off for going after Miles Garrett. Yeah, he so tried. I don't yeah, mind that at all. But totally agree. It, that, I mean, you know, Steve Smith talked about it on NFL Network after the game, and and Steve Smith, of all human beings, was saying that uh, Miles Garrett should get a year, the the sure. rest of the year suspended because it's a privilege to play, and if you hit him the wrong way, or if he turned his head and you hit him in the temple or whatever it was, you could have either, you know, damaged him, you could have damaged Mason Rudolph permanently with a brain injury or killed him. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, that, they said a, a they said possibility. I saw a thing that was like, what a, a standard brick is five pounds, and the helmet is six. You know, what I mean, like I said, it's like a bat. Right. It, it's a bat. Yeah. But regardless of that, I don't want to get into pro football talk. You know, uh, Florio was like, <laughs> right. "This is assault, and he should oh, be arrested yeah. in six." And it's like, all right, give it a break, dude. Like we get it, but the focus should be that Miles Garrett hit him with a helmet exactly the same if a baseball player would have taken a, taken a bat. It's not about, because take the exact same example, Boggs. Are people going to be like, okay, well, you know, said pitcher, he hit him with a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. He hit him with a fastball, so he was okay to hit him with a bat. No, it's the exact same. It's because Mason Rudolph was a dummy, tried to rip his helmet off, did stupid things. That gave him the right no. So I'm sick of whether yeah. it's football players or analysts or anybody trying to turn the narrative that may, it's Mason Rudolph's fault because he started it. Don't matter. None of that yeah. matters. <laughs> it doesn't matter who started it. It doesn't even matter who ended it. It matters who's the person that did an egregiously ridiculous thing. Because sometimes issues that are started and finished don't end in a horrible, horrible outcome. They don't have some insane thing that has never happened before. This one did. Miles Garrett attacked him with a helmet, beat him over the head, and he's lucky it was wasn't worse and these idiots online are doing so much to try to turn the narrative and uh it's taking away from the miles garrett thing which to be honest with you there's a lot of stuff that could be taken miles garrett was considered such a just a an otherworldly player great guy in the community and this is gonna follow him he, ru he ruined he ruined his legacy in three seconds last night because it doesn't matter what he does from now on uh he, he it really it almost doesn't you know like he would have to save a baby from a fire or something, you know, something so over the top different to not be labeled the guy that swung the helmet. That's what he's going to be not only for the rest of his career, but if he gets, if he gets, uh, you know, 
a media job afterwards, which I don't know if he <laughs> will at, at this point in, anymore. He's going to be known as a Miles Garrett that swung the helmet. You and know, that's that's it's unfortunate because his career is going to be so much more than that. He has so much longer on his um you know, on his career, he was, uh, you know, a potential defensive player of the year candidate. And it's just it's all gone. And, uh, you know, one blink of an I'll, eye. I'll take insane. the opposite end of this box. I don't think that's the case. He will always be remembered for that, but I don't think it'll be his legacy. I think, um, you know, go look at a guy like Kareem Hunt right now who Kareem Hunt assaulted, um, you know, wh- whether have the feelings about it. You think he assaulted a woman um, and there's video footage of it and. I mean, Ray Rice was is gone forever, and Kareem Hunt did that, served his time, came back, and nobody's talking about that right now. Everyone's talking that about that. was like, off the field, though. Okay, uh, no, I, mean, I understand the, that. I, the I totally, stuff on the field, uh, I think, just gets remembered more because, it, like, this was a nationally televised game. So no, that, they that's will, like, but it, I don't think it's going to ruin his legacy. It will always follow him. It will always be mm-hmm. a part, but he seemed contrite enough, and I think he's going to talk a lot about this in the future. He is a good guy in a community and stuff like that, though there was some interesting stuff video this year that said, you want to call Miles Garrett uh, clear here where he picked a fight with Delaney Walker. He hurt someone in well, week two. Trevor Simeon, he, that's yeah. the... Remember, he sacked Trevor Simeon and his ankle rolled up underneath him and, um, you know, uh, ended his his year. So uh, there there are logic makes all the sense in the world, Boggs. But I don't think it's going to I don't think it's going to ruin his legacy. Maybe ruin is is too strong of a word, but like his it's not ruining what he does on the field or in the community. But it is going to be the first thing that people remember, unless he has some huge play in a Super Bowl or something. That's yeah, some be James Harrison, like 99 right. yard, like interception touchdown type of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, you know, James Harrison's on field stuff. He's known for that stuff, too. You know, hitting uh, Colt McCoy in the head with his helmet, you know, helmet to helmet stuff. But like helmet, helmet to helmet hits happen every single game. And, and you can call that football. This was not football. And that is I feel like that is going to be what he's remembered for for the rest of his career. That'll be he's, part of it. I mean. It's going to be it, he's just going to have a hard time making up for that for the rest of his career. So it sucks, you know, and Pouncey getting three games, you know, and Pouncey going in to to stomp him in the head was not right either. And I you, you see know, but you see Keenan uh, Allen and Deion Sanders are both the ones that jumped to my mind on early Friday morning that publicly tweeted out their support. Keenan Allen posted a video of it, and he was like, you know, this is the real guy, blah, blah, blah. Deion Sanders, who was rumored to be— What are you to supposed be, to do? You well, know? I know, but I De- mean, Deion Sanders, who's rumored to be a candidate for a Florida State head coaching job, went out and was like, <laughs> Pouncey is the real deal. This is what you do. Right. You support your players. Like, okay, well, that's not a good look for any of that type of stuff. I know we can all think that, but maybe just don't publicly say it. You know, the public yeah, statements d- are— I mean, to, to, to be clear about the Pouncey thing, like, I don't—I'm— uh, I'm not glad he went in and did that, but I expected that from him. Yeah, and I, do, I expect that's that from exactly any of those guys. They defended right. his yeah. team. I mean, at the end of the day, he defended his teammate. Um, it was was a wrong, sure. It absolutely was. But, you know, the statement thing is really interesting because let's take this, for instance. This statement, which I wouldn't have expected from a Baker Mayfield, not that he's not, um, you know, like really well-spoken or anything like that, but I just wouldn't have expected this. This statement then led to... One of the worst internet takes of all time. So let's first focus on this. This is Baker Mayfield <laughs> after the game when um, asked about Miles Garrett. What was your reaction as you were watching it unfold? 
Um, I didn't see why it started, um, but it's inexcusable. Uh, it, you know, I don't care rivalry or not. Uh, we can't do that. That's uh, that's kind of the history uh, of you know what's been going on here lately, hurting yourself, and that's just endangering the other team. That's uh, inexcusable. He knows that. Um, I hope he does now. It's just it's tough. Uh, um, We'll see. Mason Rudolph, a friend of yours, Miles Garrett, a uh, teammate of yours. What were you saying to your teammates over there to kind of calm everybody down? Uh, I don't think there's anything in that moment that I can really say to calm him down. Uh, you know what? The, the reality is he, he's going to get suspended. Uh, we don't know how long, and that hurts our team. And we can't do that. We can't continue to hurt this team. Uh, that's it's inexcusable. Moving forward, you do get the win tonight. I mean, despite obviously... Okay, blah, blah, blah. We don't care. Yeah, like anybody cares about that, by the way. <laughs> Keep asking him quite like any human being cares well, about that. Well, look, that's what it was supposed to be a celebration for Cleveland. They they beat, they haven't beat the Steelers since 2014. That was their first win against Pittsburgh. It was 07 and And one. listen to how Baker you know, Mayfield sounds. Last year. Listen to the... Did you hear he his voice? Pissed. He sounds depressed because it ruined the whole thing. He sounded pissed to me. Like, yeah, like, of course he was. Uh, I mean, because and this is what and it's exactly what he said. You know, Cleveland wins this game, but they really lose. Sure. You know, when you lose your best player and, you know, you can call him the best defensive player or whatever. Miles Garrett's the best player on that team. And they just got this win, which is huge. We uh, we have uh, talked ad nauseum about their easy second half schedule that the Browns have. So they have a ton of winnable games coming up here and they lose their best player and they need those wins to get in the playoff race again. And uh, that's what my, uh, Baker Mayfield's all about, you know, and that's I really respected what he said there because that's a level headed guy thinking about the team, thinking about the future of the team in something like this. He, he could have done that. And, and to be honest, I, I thought he was starting to uh, when I was watching the interview when he was like, I didn't see it. Oh, like just like, be like, oh, I don't have any go. comment. Yeah, like that's right. like, like he he gave a uh, a very real statement, which was great. But then it led to this Bogman, and this is, and you could do an hour on this. The internet takes <laughs> across the board from Arian Foster, who by the way tweeted, "If you watch football, you um, what was his exact word? He essentially said, if you watch football, you support assault. That's yeah, what he said. Yeah. Didn't Arian go. Arian Foster just has the best takes. Yeah, ever, he it? does. Come on, didn't go." too super well to the people that wouldn't hold miles garrett accountable that wanted to blame mason rudolph to the people who were trying to turn it into something it wasn't Justin anderson or how about this the worst of all the takes maybe from chad forbes at nfl draft bites go give him a check if you would like here's his tweet never been more disappointed in baker mayfield than now on miles garrett quote he'll be suspended if there was ever a moment to deflect it was then Defend your guy. This isn't questioning Duke Johnson's money. It's a potential defensive player of the year. Just shut your mouth. I mean, I don't even know. It's the it is. I mean, he's got ratio to hell, Bogman. Ratio to hell. Like it's like uh, three hundred people liked it. Two thousand people have commented. Every single comment. What do you think it is? Delete your account. You're the worst. Blue check marks are coming in. Um, like here's one from who's Jeremy Pond. Jeremy Pond, I don't know, it's a blue check mark. Says only here for the ratio when it comes to garbage tweets. Delete your account. Truly pathetic. Here's another one. 
Was this Henry Lake? Who are you? You're a talk show host from some place. What, as a leader of the team, what you're saying is the opposite of what he should do. He did the right thing. Wrong is wrong. I mean, everybody, there's some of the funniest memes I've seen in a long time. It's the worst <laughs> take. And then, I don't know if I told you this, Boggs, he had a follow-up tweet. Did you hear about oh, this? Oh, no. You this? You no, about I this? didn't. Here was his follow-up tweet. It's a great one. Let me find it. Oh, yeah. There he goes. Because somebody um, said some terrible takes tonight on Miles My- Garrett's actions and the fallout from it, blah, blah, blah. Um, draft. And someone's saying this is a Aaron Lemming from NFL.com. He writes for the Bears. He says that Chad Forbes is the leaderboard of the worst. So this Chad Forbes guy quote tweets it and says this. Call me old school. That I mean, immediately Call when he says that. Call me old school. All right, all right but okay, Boomer. Uh, it says, don't ever see a teammate will be suspended even when uh, what he's done is uh, rehep- re-reprehensible. Uh, that's just how he typed it. It didn't look right. It's about term at this point. How long will he get suspended? Baker should have shut his mouth. That's it. Chad Forbes, you're the dumbest human being alive. I you're, mean, so, you're, you're almost as dumb as uh, Miles Garrett was in that moment. Like, do you think that Roger Goodell is sitting there going, Man, I wonder what Baker thinks. Like, I wonder, I wonder how long Baker thinks he should be suspended. Or do, uh, do you think he called up Baker and said, "Hey, how long would you suspend Miles Garrett?" It doesn't matter what ba- Baker Mayfield said. Only to you know the extent of you know people wanting to respect Baker Mayfield for him making the right statement. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter as far as the suspension goes. So this is an extremely idiotic statement from a guy that just doesn't get it. And by it, I mean life. I don't mean football. So the guy just doesn't understand. What's this guy's this guy this guy's unbelievable too. I don't know what he does, where he's from, but like he just keeps digging into. He quote tweeted Tomlin not saying anything, and he's like, "This is how professionals hand it, handle it." And then after the apology came down, he goes, "This is the last sentence of his thing." Brown's done good job quickly transitioning into damage control. That's what you do for star players in pro sport. I want to I mean, lose that, hundred dollars right now for him. <laughs> this guy is the and I don't this, you know me. I don't like to pick on that type of stuff. Like I just yeah, hate getting make involved. Mistakes, they say dumb things. I and, quote you know, tweeted this just, guy. This is the worst. Right, right. I mean, it's it's a terrible take, and it's just uh, you know you don't you don't want to ruin someone for their line of thinking on one thing. But I mean, this just shows. Uh, this is the guy that tells the star player, you're the man, you're the man, you're the man. And then is surprised when he acts like a little, uh, idiot on the field. So, uh, you know, I, I don't like, I don't even know what to say about this guy. It's just the worst, dumbest take I've ever heard. Like how, how is this guy employed by someone, uh, doing this stuff? It's just, it it makes no goddamn sense to me at all. I have no idea, but we got to go to, we got to get a break here. So when we come back, we'll maybe finish up this. We got DFS stuff. Uh, (laughs) that guy's Twitter bites. These are the words.
Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says in this league. Hey, Farva, what's the name of that restaurant you like with all the mozzarella sticks? In this league. Call me old school, but this is in this league, dummy. Uh, What's up? It is Welsh. It is Bogman right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Last segment of the first hour. Casey Bubba coming up in hour three. Breaking down some games in hour two. Banging some trash cans. Change up coming, <laughs> all that type of stuff. Lots of fun stuff. What a week! I did like that tweet by you. It was the, uh, oh, yeah. it was the hey, uh, off speed coming, and then boom, Miles Garrett hitting Mason Rudolph. It, yeah, it was head. Garrett yeah. hitting Rudolph, and it said Astros off speed coming. So <laughs> it was an unbelievable all thing. Well, it um, you know these type of days, you know, in the baseball world too. We can maybe talk about it in a little bit, but. Just all the dummies come out of the woodworks. You know, the people that it's, it is amazing. And you it's okay with me that they do that because they kind of out themselves. So I like it. Yeah. But I'm just saying like, it's amazing to me, like in this world, you got to remember that like you can do anything horrible. It's, It's like, um, like a fetish. Like if you have a fetish, you can find it on the internet. Anything you do, there's going to be somebody out there that's going to be like, that's not bad. I defend that. Like right. it doesn't matter what you do. Like there were people that wanted to um, marry Scott Peterson. There were women that were trying to marry Scott Peterson while he was in jail after he murdered uh, his wife. And right. you know, like it just—it's always out there. Yeah, the and people that comparing uh, murder go to, to <laughs> you know, they, they, trash cans. <laughs> uh, Char- Charlie Manson. Yeah, there were a lot of uh, women after him too. It's I just, just think it is just—it is so interesting that we've had we had two parts of it with baseball and football having big like really touchy subjects with cheating and then having a player assaulting another player with a helmet and just the people that just out themselves out of the woodworks taking the just completely wrong take on everything that's going on the defenders of the Astros the defenders of uh, Miles Garrett the blamers and you know pushing it to other directions. It's just, it's, it's been an incredible week. It's been an incredible, you know, not sports related sports week. I, I know that we have to talk about the Thursday night, the, like the actual stuff that happened, <laughs> what happened the final that? eight seconds, but I just, how happy are you? I, not happy. I guess that's the wrong word, but is. how, um, Oh God, what's the right word? I guess you're, you're trying to dance around saying I'm something. dancing. I'm dancing. Just say, um, what's the thing? All right, AJ Hinch being caught as a cheater. Are you surprised? Because um, I'm not. He was the worst manager ever with the Diamondbacks. Well, I that doesn't make you go to cheating. He's just it. It, uh, it reiterates, I, I think, what you're getting at, Bogman, that he was a horrible, horrible manager, and then he got good with Houston, and they just so happened right. to also cheat when he got good. Yeah, it's just oh, look, we have some of the best players in the world and trade for them as well, and we're cheating. So, you know, that's how A.J. Hinch became manager of the year and all this nonsense. I just never saw it with him. I just thought he was getting lucky because, hey, look, you know, 
it's hard to lose when you have the best players in the world on your team and you have one of the best lineups and pitching rotations and all that stuff. Surprising that, you know, the best managers always have the best players in general. So, um, but, uh, but I just, you know, I, I don't know if it's, uh, you know, validated or whatever, having your opinion validated, that's probably the best way to describe it. But once I saw this cheating stuff with AJ Hinch, I was like, well, now it makes sense to why he was winning. Yeah, because you be so bad he was somewhere terrible. Else. It's terrible. Here. Yeah, right. absolutely terrible. But, you know, if you don't cheat and don't have the best players in the world with lots of money, sometimes it can be hard. It can be hard for mediocre managers. Um, it's just like when the Aggie is the guy that's on the field doing all this dumb stuff. Remember, I get, do you remember a simpler I time when all we cared about from uh, football was a black cat running on the field? Remember the simpler time? <laughs> Where'd the black cat go? The black cat wouldn't have let this happen. And that was in a division rivalry game, too, between the Cowboys and Giants. <laughs> Worst thing that happens is Danny Dimes fumbles and the black cat runs on the field. And this one, we got helmets coming Maybe off. Maybe it was an omen. That black cat was people. an omen to the next week's Thursday uh, game. Apparently it was. I don't know. Nuts. Yeah. Nuts. Um, was there anything to take away from the game outside of I did say this Injuries. statement. Well, I did say this statement, Bogman, that the Steelers uh, offensive lineup right now is what the Golden State Warriors were a week ago. It is <laughs> an embarrassment of names with no talent left as James Conner and Juju got hurt. I don't even think I told you our uh, our guy Blaze listens to our uh, basketball podcast, Eric uh, Pascal. Pascal? That- yeah, that's how you say it. Because okay, he went to sense. Villanova, which is by Philly, which is where Blaze is. Yeah, that's good. I'm good with that. So, I'll, but, uh, I'll accept it. But It'll but anyway, the, the Steelers offense looked absolutely pathetic. Yep. I don't know if it was, um, you know, obviously Mason Rudolph throwing four picks is no good. I, t- I text well, you and I were texting during the game. I was like, <laughs> does anybody have worse judgment? I mean, obviously you can tell by the end of the game too, but does anybody make worse decisions than Mason Rudolph? Like he's unbelievable. He doesn't know how he can, he gets lost on his second, on his first check down. Like when the first guy's not open and he's trying to go to the check down, he gets lost. It doesn't help that the line wasn't helping him a bunch, but all he does is make horrible decisions, doesn't have the wherewithal to be able to check down to receivers. He is an atrocious quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he got sacked four times. At least two of those were on him. And the hurries also. A lot of the hurries were on him because he wasn't getting rid of the ball fast enough. And I understand that, uh, you know, the the Cleveland defense, I don't know that they played as well as they played last night this season, but um, they played really well and they showed what they were all about last night, you know, up until the end yeah, there. They and, did. I mean, look, and they played violent and they played um, tough. You know, James Conner went out early. Uh, Deontay Johnson uh, had a concussion. So did Juju Smith, uh, Juju Smith Schuster. So it's going to be a lot of, you know, you know, for the Steelers. Uh, they're going to be missing the starting center, possibly their best two wideouts, and their starting running back next week. I, I would guess. I bet Connor misses multiple games because he probably shouldn't have come back so soon. And, uh, you know, the other two guys are going to have to pass protocol to come back in this game. And Morgan Burnett towards Achilles. So there were all kinds of injuries in this game. It was a um, smash mouth, old school AFC North style in the cold uh, type of a game. And, um, I mean, go add Jalen Samuels, go add Trey Edmonds back. Uh, were you surprised that while Kareem Hunt got 12 touches, only a couple more, well, only one more than his last game, 
he wasn't nearly as effective. Six rushes for 12 yards. He was good in the pass game, though. Eight targets. Uh, he was second in targets behind o- OBJ. He had one more than uh, Landry, and he had six catches for 46 yards. Um, what do you hit see over. Kareem Hunt moving he, forward? He hit that over there, Boggs. We set, well, didn't we set the over at four and a half on the catches? Um, and so we did on know. the black book. Yeah, we said it, I, I said okay. it, I said it four and a half. I think we all took the over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I to be honest, someone compared him to Duke Johnson. They're like, he's got that same role, and he kind of does. I yeah, mean, he should does. be much better than Duke Johnson, but uh, you know, he he's he's in that that type of a role. So, um, I mean, they were getting OBJ uh, in early and often on the Cleveland side. I mean, what do you have any takeaways from this game? I mean, <laughs> I mean, outside of the, the craziness, it's hard to kind of refocus back in on what actually happened on the field. Right. Yeah. I mean, because the problem is, too, is, you know, that Steeler team is just kind of demolished right now. Like, yeah. the offense is so demolished. I don't know. I mean, Jalen Samuel is someone you can be positive about moving forward. But, you know, the rest of those guys, I mean, what, what James was Washington? You know what, James Washington? Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. James actually looked pretty good early on because I've got him in a bunch of leagues, so I was focused. So that's a good one. But what was the what is? Do we have a timetable right now? On I know Juju tweeted. Um, no, he just tweeted. Let me see what Juju tweeted because I think he said like, here was his tweet. He goes, "Want to thank everyone for thoughts and prayers from the injury last night. I will be okay and can't wait to get back out on the field with my brothers." So that's not a hundred percent. Is it good to go this <laughs> next week? I'm kind of assuming so, but he, Maybe. But he uh, put I mean, a tweet out right he, after, though, Boggs. He said prayers up to James Conner for a speedy recovery. Deontay Johnson he put in there as well. And um, for that to happen, that doesn't make me feel good. That doesn't make me feel good that he's doing that. So I would have to assume James Conner, we're going to miss some more time. Yeah, James Conner is your ultimate tough guy, but it's also he's he's still young enough to where he doesn't like he tries to come back too soon. Like you got to you got to be able to play and play for an extended period of time, not just be able to suit up. You know, it's not the playoffs right now. So if it was, okay, I understand you trying to tough it out and all that stuff, but it ain't the playoffs. So it's uh it's a regular season. We we need you for the long run and we've been okay without Connor too. So I think he needs to realize that and start to you know, that's going to be on him coming up pretty soon is taking accountability for himself in if he needs to miss another week, he needs to just do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, which is what he should have done because this game was on short rest. The the lucky thing for the Steelers is if these guys are going to pass concussion protocol, they do have longer than your standard week because this is a Thursday night game. So there's a possibility for Deontay to come back. There's a possibility for Juju to, to come back. I, I don't think Connor will, but we'll see the extent of the injury um, when they start making announcements on that kind of stuff next week. But um no one won in this game. Nobody no, won. There's, I mean, there's nothing so- changes with, with the Browns. Uh, you're still frustrated with, I mean, Landry scored the touchdown and OBJ got the receptions, but you're still frustrated well, with that didn't offense. Get, I mean, J- he got four, he had 10 targets, but four receptions and they're able to decoy for Jarvis Landry. I don't think so. I think Odell, Odell is hardly, a, he's not a wide receiver one anymore. He's moved into wide receiver two category. Um, Neither of those guys are on the high, trustable range. Nick Chubb is a monster. It doesn't matter who's there. And the Cleveland Browns are going to find better success making sure that the ball moves through 
A, Nick Chubb, B, Kareem Hunt, and then using Landry and Beckham uh, against the offense and picking whichever one is out there. They throw the ball a whole bunch, but I mean, Jesus, 17 targets, eight catches between Odell and Landry. Kareem Hunt, though not crazy, 12 touches in the game, like you said, over 50 yards and six catches. He's going to keep being used in the offense, and they're going to be like... um, I don't know. Like I don't. I don't. I was gonna say Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler type, but I mean Nick Chubb is gonna get all the care. It's um. It's like the the James White, Sonny Michelle type of a situation. Chubb gets the bulk there. Kareem Hunt is a massive, probably I would say probably going to finish the year out as the number two targeted player in the receiving game, and he's going to continue putting up you know some half decent days. He had another ten point PPR fantasy week for for um. Uh, the He's the John Brown of running backs. Yeah, he kind of is. So, but that's about it. Is. The Steelers are just going to be people are piecemealing. You know, they're going to James Washington right. should be a popular pickup next week simply because I expect him to get more targets in the pass game. But the Vance, Steelers are Vance could get a decent amount of targets too if uh, if Deontay Johnson and Juju uh, both miss then uh, I think that Vance McDonald could be a decent, you know, tight end replacement if your tight end's hurt or you need one or whatever. I guess. Uh, because but, I mean, he should get a lot of short targets. But so. Mason Rudolph is still the quarterback. Yeah, look, I'm not saying that he's your first, he's the first guy you go to the wire for, but I think he yeah, could no, become an option, that's all. He's just horrible. So. I, is Mason Rudolph as bad as this game made him look? No, he's not as bad as this game made him look, but he's not much better. And he had played better than that. Up to this point, you know, a little bit better, but I talked Patty. about it with Sammy Reed. <laughs> yeah, a little. Like he looked like he was coming around the last couple of games. You, know, you got to remember the Steelers won a bunch of games in a row before this one, so he had looked a little bit better. But uh, you know, I talked about it with Sammy Reed, who's also a Steelers fan on the In This League uh, Fantasy Football podcast a couple of weeks ago, and I said, "Look, Sammy, you're a Steelers fan too. Let me just get your take on Mason Rudolph." And the, what were the first words out of his mouth? He sucks. Yeah, You know, he's not good enough. He was the first I one see. I saw do the tweet that said the NFL is punishing the Steelers by not suspending Mason Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it makes sense. So, and I, and I completely agree with him. I don't think that Mason Rudolph is your quarterback of the future. I think he's okay as a injury replacement bridge type of guy, which is what he's doing because Ben is out. But, uh, you know, if the Steelers are serious about getting back in the playoffs, it might be time to go and sign Colin Kaepernick. Oh, He's got today. the workout. He's working out He's today. He's got the workout today. So we'll see <laughs> if anybody does it. I mean, I, you know, I told whatever. you, I, you know, Bob and I were texting about it. And I was like, outside of like actually being serious about it, I, it's all I would want on the planet because I uh-huh. just want to see all the people that are so mad that Kaepernick is back in the league. Like the people that are so, like, there's more vitriol for Kaepernick than there is for Miles Garrett. Like Miles Garrett right. hit someone with a helmet, Kaepernick just kneeled down, and people just hate him with a passion. Yeah, and whatever your beliefs on that thing aside, you know, Colin Kaepernick would come in and make the team better. So that's kind of the bottom line. I mean, look, this is the same team that uh, signed Vic line. after all of his stuff too. You know, well, it was the Eagles first, obviously, and then uh, the Steelers picked him up, but they don't. They don't seem to have a fear of public opinion when it comes to, uh, you know, doing stuff on their roster. So now they have, you know, I know uh, Tomlin is a very pro-military guy and uh, Ollie Villanueva was, uh, you know, obviously an army ranger for a long time. He's an actual real life hero. So, you know, there's uh, other reasons why they might not sign Kaepernick, but 
if you watch Mason Rudolph, I want Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> I would prefer Colin Kaepernick, regardless of what he does in his personal time or whatever. I don't know how they could look at that quarterback and be like, we're good. We're good. They, got, yeah, they have I mean, the opportunity to make the playoffs. You think after maybe uh, uh, pick number three, put in Devlin Hodges, you know, you would think he, he can hand it off with the best of them. So, you know, I, I just I don't know. This uh, is a bad game uh, and everything. It's funny because the focus is off how bad the Steelers played because of Miles Garrett stuff, but they played terribly. And it was like, Terrible. oh, look, they, they got my hopes up a little bit. Maybe this team is going to make the playoffs. They're looking good. Eh. Nope, not happening. They ain't making the playoffs, folks. It's not going to happen. That is the worst for you, too. Like, you definitely got your hopes up. Like, you had given up at the beginning of the season. This is what I have always hated. All the way up. Well, you know me, and I've always hated this type of stuff where your hopes get built all the way up, and then they come crashing down. Like, that's worse than anything for me. Yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, pretty much what happened last night, and uh, I don't know. Uh, it's just so frustrating, but the Steelers are terrible. Colin Kaepernick, um, uh, it could potentially be signed this weekend. I mean, what do you, do you think that this is Eric Reed called it, uh, basically a PR stunt by the NFL and he's what? been fairly critical of the, uh, the Colin Kaepernick workout. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you I, think I it's a PR that. stunt? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not sure that's exactly the words I would use to characterize it. But I think it's um, an appeasement. You know, remember Does there was that big signed? lawsuit. Well, remember there's a big lawsuit and they had to pay a bunch yeah. of money. You know, I, I, in the back of my mind, could assume that there's maybe something behind that. Like, yeah, we're also, you know, throw that in there. Make sure that you're supporting. This is a way to appease that type of situation. Yeah, so I buy the appeasement. Do I think he's going to get signed? Yeah. Do you think he's going to get signed? No, I don't. Me neither. I don't. I mean, there's also something like the guy's played in three years. Like, I bet he's right. physically going to look fantastic and he's probably going to slang the ball, but. Um, there's, you know, there's rust for sure. But the only teams that would want him would be teams that are in a viable playoff option. And is anybody in that bad of a spot? Maybe the Steelers, maybe. Yeah, the Steelers are. So um, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens with Colin Kaepernick. But yeah, uh, a crazy event. Can we, can we do DFS well, no, lineups? Well, no, we can't because we got to go to break. So we're gonna go I to know. break, and then when we come back, we will do DFS lineups and take a look at Week 11. So don't go anywhere. Oops. wondered how a book gets made into a movie or how to master the art of cooking either way we've got you covered with the two guys from hollywood podcast i'm alan nevins a literary agent and talent manager and i'm joey santos a columnist and celebrity chef on our podcast we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests as we like to say we don't dish we serve listen and follow two guys from hollywood on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts we'll talk at you soon Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.